0: Hello everyone. I'm Bracken
1: and I'm Ariel
0: and this is murder radio and we're back with our second episode. The first one went so well we decided to make a second one just for you for free. All you have to do is listen if you're listening to our podcast and you found us without knowing us. Hey, welcome to the podcast. We're on iTunes. We're on YouTube.
1: And we're we're on Spotify. We're on Spotify now. We are. Yes.
0: Hey, congratulations. If you're at home and you are near a libation or a party popper or some sort of celebratory device, please partake at this time. All right. Now that that's over. Congratulations, Ariel. This is your second podcast. You're officially a amateur professional amateur pro-am pro-am podcaster. How's it feel? Thank
1: you so much. It feels great. I love it. It feels the same
0: way as it did before for me, before we even started.
1: Yeah, I'm really excited. I'm, I'm really excited about the murder for today.
0: Oh, we got a good one.
1: Yeah. It's a doozy. A doozy? Yes.
0: Well, if we had a sponsor, now would be the time where we would say something about them, but we don't. So, let's jump right into it.
1: Perfect. Sounds good. So our case today is about a serial killer.
0: No, and really? And
1: a rapist.
0: Oh gosh, are they the same person?
1: They are the same person. He is the classified ad rapist and serial killer who was located in Tampa, Florida.
0: Is this the Craigslist killer?
1: Uh, he is the original Craigslist killer. Like before Craigslist was a thing.
0: Oh, he's the analog Craigslist killer exactly. So when you yeah. say classifieds, like you're talking about, like the newspaper, where I would like take an ad out and pay like fifteen cents a word, and they would put it in the back in one of the little boxes next to the obituaries. Exactly. Oh God.
1: Around the 1980s was when he started to murder people, um, but before that, he was a rapist, and so that was before the internet and. He, he had his act down. But before I tell you exactly how he did all of this, I kind of want to tell you about him as a person. Okay. Because, you know, every serial killer has something that happens to them that makes them a serial killer, I think.
0: Unless, of course, they didn't. But who knows?
1: Right. But this guy, his name is Bobby Joe Long.
0: Bobby Joe. Right. Bobby Joe. Oh.
1: such a good name so he had a series of head injuries as a child starting at five years old to six years old to seven years old all had major head injuries where he hit his head and he was either unconscious or he was dizzy for weeks so he kind of was set up for failure he
0: had an inner ear problem
1: probably he probably
0: had bad equilibrium
1: one of them was so bad that he lost some of his teeth.
0: He hit his head so hard he lost his teeth or he hit his teeth so hard he hurt his head?
1: Well, five years old, he fell off a swing. Six years old, he was riding his bike and he like hit a bump or something and went head first into a car, I've a parked that. car. I've done that before. And so he had, he lost his some teeth in that. Accident, and then also had a, a major concussion, and then when he was seven years old, he fell off a horse and was dizzy for weeks. And after that, he kind of had a short temper, and he'd get in fist fights and stuff with his friends and family.
0: A pissed off little kid.
1: Yeah, he was someone Who that sucked at riding really... bikes and
0: wasn't very good at horseback riding, and <laughs> had bad teeth.
1: Yeah, hopefully he grew his he was, teeth grew back in. But
0: well, if they were baby teeth, yeah. But, you know, grown-up teeth don't really grow back in, that's what dentures are for.
1: Right. Pretty sure they were baby teeth, because yeah. I think he had all of his teeth.
0: Okay. If you lose your baby teeth, uh, you're all right.
1: Yeah. So, he lived with his mom. She was a single mom. Uh, they'd see the dad about once a year, but she was a cocktail waitress, and she'd bring home a lot of different men she was married several times and he grew to hate his mother he did not have a good relationship with her at all um I
0: feel like i'm watching an episode of criminal minds here
1: yeah exactly it's everything that you would profile a person to eventually hate women
0: no teeth i hate horses can't ride a bike and my mom is a slut. maybe she wasn't a slut. that's a not nice word to say uh she was promiscuous
1: Right. She was promiscuous. Going that
0: extra mile for that extra tip.
1: <laughs> and he also had an unusual medical condition called Klinefelter syndrome. Here, will you pronounce that for me?
0: Kleinfelter syndrome.
1: Kleinfelter syndrome. For those of you
0: who don't know what Klinefelter syndrome is, it's a very unusual medical condition. Um, so you have an extra female chromosome. And I think this is like only in men, right? Right. Only men can have Kleinfelters.
1: I believe so. Okay.
0: Yes. And so basically, what happens is you're a little boy running around doing little boy things. All of a sudden, you hit puberty, and you get boobies. Mm-hmm. Are we allowed to say boobies?
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: Breastses. You get breastses. I. This is. I mean, I don't know what to say. Boobies. Yeah. Okay. You get fat deposits in your chesticle region.
1: So I'm sure people made fun of him, as a for a little a, bit
0: as a dude, right? With man boobies. That would kind of what if I mean if they were like not big boobs, you get over it, whatever. But if he had like, oh, you know,
1: well, I'm not really sure how long he had them because he did end up having them removed. Surgery, right. So I'm not sure how long he had them for, but when he was 14 years old, he started dating a girl named Cindy. And so by the time he was 14 years old, I think he probably had already had surgery. I'm not sure when you go through puberty, but, um, Cindy was, Cindy said that he had like scars from it and he was pretty self-conscious about it.
0: Well, yeah, he had boobs.
1: Right, but she what never talked about it little boy would not it, be like...
0: self-conscious about having boobs?
1: Well, of course.
0: <laughs> That's pretty traumatic. Andy, That's... Andy sucked at riding horses. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and bikes.
0: He can't ride a bike either.
1: So, they were high school sweethearts.
0: From 14 to from... through high school.
1: Yes, from 14 Wait, on.
0: well what grade are you in as a 14-year-old? In middle
1: school? Yeah, it's right before you get your license.
0: Your permit. Mm-hmm. No. Perm- License at 16, permanent 15. Yeah. 14, yeah, you're like 8th grade.
1: Yeah, 8th grade.
0: i a freshman.
1: So they were in love, and she said that he... Well,
0: they were in as much love as 14-year-olds can be.
1: Well, it lasted. You'll f- come to find out. Okay. It lasted for a little while. When he was 18, he enlisted in the Army, and... They got married, him and Cindy, and about three months after they got married, he was in a motorcycle accident where he hit his head and was in a coma for several days. Listen,
0: this dude should have took the hint. Linear modes of transportation with narrow centers of gravity. Bicycles, skateboards, horses, motorcycles. What's this dude doing? He just needs... He needs a car. He needs training wheels.
1: A truck, maybe.
0: He, he needs training wheels. No, no. A motorcycle with a sidecar, which is essentially grown up training wheels.
1: Mm. He'll get like a sports car kind of thing later. You'll find out.
0: Well, he learned his lesson.
1: He did. One thing said that he hit his head so hard that like his helmet exploded.
0: I've heard of that stories where bikers, they get in these bad wrecks and their helmets are just destroyed Except it protects their head. But in this case, it didn't.
1: It did enough, but obviously... It kept his
0: brains in his head, but like, he still got that rattle, which is never good. When your brain hits your skull, that's when bad things happen.
1: Yeah. And after the accident, Cindy said that he was just never himself after that. He became physically abusive, and he had a demanding sexual appetite.
0: Can we not use that in a sentence okay. anymore
1: so he was obsessed with sex he had a sexual he had appetite hyper sexuality
0: hyper he was horny
1: all the time and demanded it he like had to have sex all the time he was
0: a jerk and he was he needs dude needs to live in a cold shower
1: probably would have been a good idea for him but he went the other route
0: uh, warm showers and bicycles
1: so Cindy got pregnant around that that time she had her first child like right after the accident I think.
0: Well, when you're sexually appetized.
1: And then they Makes ended sense. up having their second child pretty soon after and his violence just like continued. He just got more violent. He didn't care that they had kids around. He'd choke her unconscious and like pin her down on the bed. What a
0: piece of crap.
1: And punch her in the face.
0: Listen, if you're out there listening and you punch your wife in the face, I want you to do me a favor. I want you to punch yourself in the face twice. And then think about your actions. (laughs) And grow up. Don't do it anymore. This has been psychology with bracken
1: psychology with bracken i love it i used to be a jerk but then i punched myself in the face and i reevaluated my life that would have been a good look for him and a cold shower (laughs) so he, he would do this like throughout his kids lives when they were young and they would experience it how can
0: people justify this they're like doing it and punching people like that's just you know that there's something wrong right there's like Some wires that are supposed to be connected got connected to different wires. And they're like, I want to punch you in the face while we're making love.
1: One time the son like came out of his bedroom after one of these big fights. And like he says he remembers walking down the hallway and like his mom is all like bloody. Like her face is all bloody. And like he sees his dad at the end of the hallway and he's just like so happy.
0: The kid was happy.
1: The dad was happy.
0: He was elated with joy.
1: He was like he felt like vindicated. He was like
0: uh, for what? What was he vindicating?
1: Literally, no idea. He was an abusive, ridiculous person. He's a person. piece of crap. So one time, one of these encounters like led led her to the hospital because she had to get stitches.
0: Oh my gosh!
1: And while she was at the hospital, like. The police came and talked to her, and she was like, I fell down the stairs.
0: That's the thing about these kinds of relationships. Like, the abuser and the abused. People can see it. Right. And people, are like... People are really just really just sitting in the background, and they're waiting for the person who's being abused to just say something. Well, she was Because it's so-, so hard, because, like, cops can't do anything unless you say something. Like, unless it gets to the point where, like, they actually injure you, and then, then they can do something. But, like, it's so hard, because... It's all hearsay. Right. So you got to say something. Did she
1: say something? So she, the police officer said, oh, you fell down the stairs? I didn't know stairs had hands. And he handed her a mirror and she looked in the mirror and her neck had a whole hand on her neck. Oh. (laughs) I don't know what
0: kind of stairs you have, lady, but my stairs don't have hands.
1: Yes. Okay. And so after that, the police officer basically was like, look, you need to file for a divorce. I've seen you in here. And if you don't file for a divorce, like I'm going to have to arrest him because. That's a
0: good cop. I don't even know if that's in the rules or not, but he said something.
1: He did. I think it happened. <laughs> he like. Said, Here's, I can see the handprint.
0: What kind of stairs are those? Oh, they're French.
1: <laughs> the French. So, I think around this time, he started being the classified ad rapist, but it didn't really kick up until after they got a divorce, but I'm just going to tell you about it now. So, he'd look up classified ads in the newspaper, and if a woman answered the phone, he'd make an appointment to come and see furniture. So, specifically, he targeted furniture because that was a part of his ruse to say, like, Oh, well, is there someone who can help me load this furniture into my car?
0: Oh, he had he had the whole skit mm-hmm. choreographed.
1: Not only that, but he would make the appointments during the day when... And this was during a time where people still... The husband went to work and the wife stayed home. So he targeted times during the day when he knew women would be alone.
0: Oh, man.
1: And he... He would even dress up in a suit. So he'd get to their door. He'd have his suit on. He'd look nice. He was friendly. And then, you know, he'd say his ruse about like, oh, is, is she alone? Once he found out if she was alone, he'd rape her. And then he'd leave. And he raped between 50 to 150 women like this. What? Yes. Yes.
0: 50 to 150? Yes. Good God.
1: They're not sure how many people he ended up raping like this, but he was so pompous that he said that, oh, this this was such a foolproof way. Like, I should have just stuck to this because I would have never gotten caught. So he
0: told them 150.
1: No, most of them said 50, but then I did read a couple articles that said 150. So, they're just really not sure how many women. They just know it was a whole lot because it took... Doesn't even matter. It was over he, if a long he raped period of time. One. If, he, right. if,
0: he, if he raped at least one woman, I just want to, like, punch him in the nose. But I'm yeah. not going to because violence is not the answer.
1: And he he started this when he was still married, and there was someone who accused him of rape. Like, there were a couple Wait, people. Wait, he was
0: married. Is this the same woman that had the handprint on her neck? Mm-hmm. She didn't file for a divorce?
1: She did soon after. She was really embarrassed. And there was even a yeah. time, like, before, before she filed for divorce that she, like, almost killed him. Like, she had a gun and she was like, I just want to kill him in the night. But she ended up not being able to like. That's a
0: movie scene. She gets up after being beaten and battered, mm-hmm. and she picks up the revolver, and you just you just see her shaking hands.
1: That's exactly how she and explained it.
0: clinking and she's sweating. <sighs> oh, you bastard! And then she decides not to, exactly. for some reason. Who knows? But, but most of the time he, in the movies, when that happens, like the next day, she gets killed.
1: Right. But then he woke up and, like, she still, like, had the gun or something. And he was, like, shoot me. You can't.
0: Oh, my gosh. Playing yeah. mind games, huh?
1: Yeah. And then she was, like, I'm not going to lose my children because of you. So she didn't kill him because she didn't want to go to prison. Um. So they got a divorce and he moved to Tampa. So now he was, like full-blown classified ads rapist because he didn't have a family to go home to he was just like on the rampage and that's when he started to murder people so his first victim i i'm gonna go through these by how they discovered the bodies so even though i say first victim the she first discovered the victim. first discovered victim
0: that's so sad the first
1: the first
0: meaning there are more Yes. What the heck?
1: And her name was Lana Long. She was 19. She immigrated to California from Laos. And then she had just moved to Tampa with her boyfriend. She was enrolled to attend art classes at USF. But while she was doing that, she was a dancer at the Starlight Lounge and Sly Fox Lounge. So she dreamed of studying art. Would you ever
0: go into a place called the Sly Fox Lounge? <laughs> I don't.
1: I don't really think that's my scene. I, but <laughs> I don't either. I like, think I'd be looking at it like oh, I don't know about
0: that. I got a really good drink special. Ah, I still don't know.
1: So most of the murders like happen around this like Starlight Lounge and and this is Starlight Lounge area. Zone. This is weird. Yeah, this is his zone.
0: Is this a strip club?
1: Yes. It is. I believe so.
0: Maybe it's just a place where they serve alcohol with no shirts on.
1: So, most of the first murders were of what they would categorize as like sex workers, dancers, kind of in that world. She was the first discovered murder victim, and she was killed on May 13th, 1984. She was the first body found and she was bound and her legs were like spread apart and she had been strangled. Ew. Like spread where like he like displayed her like that.
0: Oh, goodness gracious. Yeah.
1: And she had red fibers on her clothes and they were able to gather tire tracks at the scene.
0: What are the red fibers from? Do we know?
1: The red fibers are from his car.
0: He had red interior? Yes. Ugh. Oh, this is the 80s, though. Right. This is the 80s. This is different. This is 30 years ago, almost. Mm-hmm. This is a completely different time.
1: It was a really, like... They were
0: still recovering from, like, shag carpet in the 80s. Yeah,
1: so I I would consider it kind of, like, shaggy like that. Ew. Like, they were, like, very distinctive red fibers. Okay. Which is good, because all of that made such a big difference. The more
0: distinctive evidence you can leave behind, the better. Yes. So, if you're a murderer, leave behind something unique for us. We'd love to talk about it.
1: (laughs) The second discovered murder victim was Michelle Sims, and she was killed on May 27th, which was only a couple of weeks later.
0: How do they know when they died? Is this like when they went missing?
1: Some of them are when they went missing, and honestly, I think some of these dates are when they were found. Okay. Because they might not have been able to figure out, like, when they actually were killed. Mm. But Michelle was a beauty contestant. She was really beautiful. She was also from California, which was very interesting. But uh, living in Tampa, and she was last seen out at the bars, like, in that same area. Um, but with her, she was bound and her throat was slashed, like, almost decapitated. So, the level of violence was, like, escalating.
0: Real pissed. But like, she... almost took her head off.
1: Right. Ugh. She also had red fibers from the same mm, car. I think
0: the cops at this point are like, well, two dead women and red fibers.
1: Yeah. They're, like, starting to freak out a little bit because they know it's a serial killer at this point because that ties them together. And it's the same tire tracks. Which they took like molds of and everything. But this time they also found Caucasian brown hair and semen.
0: Oh, he left behind the goods.
1: Mm-hmm. The next victim was Elizabeth Loudenbach. She was 22 and she was a shy girl, she worked at an el- electronics factory. And she was the first victim that wasn't considered, like, high risk. So, this is when the police were like, oh, they for sure can't be linked together. But then they found the same red fibers. And she was raped and strangled. She actually just went for a walk, like, from her house. And he snatched her up.
0: Dang it.
1: Yeah. But I think her house was, like, in that same zone. Where the... Other victims worked.
0: So he's got a thing for the neck. Yeah. Ugh.
1: Not sure what it is about the neck. I think he's just a psycho. It
0: reminds him of the horse. (laughs) He's still pissed about not being able to ride a horse. He just wanted to be a cowboy. Wanted to learn to rope and ride. Taking his pony on the cattle drive.
1: There was a hiatus for several months, and so I think they were like, yay. He killed three people, and maybe he's gone.
0: Do you ever think cops feel that way? Like, they've got a killer who's killing people because they're a killer, you know? That's why we call him that. <laughs> and they just stop. You think cops, like, have a little party? Like, yeah, they stopped.
1: Probably because, like, th- especially for this one, this was, like, the first three were May 13th, May 27th, and June 8th. So, like... That's pretty close together. Like yeah, uh, in a matter of a month. Are like
0: paycheck killings.
1: Yeah. It's a good point. The he, paycheck killer.
0: He got he got paid, went out, got a little buzzed up and exercised his demons. Literally. In the most unhealthy of ways.
1: So he picks back up in October. OK. And then he just like goes crazy. So, the fourth victim, her name was Chanel Devon Williams. She was 18 years old, and she was the first African-American victim, the first and only. So, they again were like, oh, this doesn't match the other victims. This isn't his M.O. Right. And back then, they really didn't think serial killers crossed race lines. So, and she had a gunshot wound to her head and neck. So... She was pretty different than the other cases, but then they found.
0: Guess. Did they find tire tracks and red fibers?
1: They sure did.
0: Oh, my gosh. What is this guy doing? He must he must have carpet that sheds.
1: He really does. A lot.
0: Homie was being sloppy. Mm-hmm. I should call him the red fiber killer.
1: That would have been a good one. I actually don't know if he had a serial killer name.
0: I hate when they name him. I think it. I think they should. I think shouldn't this like,
1: happened so fast that they just like, didn't name him, but I could be wrong. It was in
0: a different age of the media too.
1: Yeah, they weren't
0: chasing like drama in for the views. It That's was like true. where you would go to find out what happened. You know, they were like, "We would like to tell people what happened today." Now it's mm-hmm. like, how do we get people to watch
1: us? <laughs> right. And Chanel, she had just received her GED.
0: Oh, she was making
1: changes and plans. She was working hard. But. but... She's
0: hardly working. I'm sorry. (laughs) That was bad.
1: The next victim was Karen, Beth, Den's friend.
0: Oh, Karen.
1: She was 28. She's probably
0: complaining to the manager about something.
1: She was a lot older than. Not a lot, but like. 10 years older than the victim before, but she was killed on October 14th, 1984. So uh, only like seven days went by. So he definitely started escalating. She was a known sex worker and drug addict. Um, So he really was sticking like with that type of woman. Um, But, I never saw anywhere where they were like, oh, this case didn't get the views because they were sex workers. Like, it looked like the police really did, like, try. Yeah, but
0: that's because there are six victims already.
1: That's true. He really had no... He didn't care. He, yeah, he was just he...
0: horny. And he was really pissed. He couldn't ride horses. <laughs>
1: So, she was, he went back to his first MO, which was rape and strangulation. And this was a very, like, gruesome scene. But they found the same red fibers, pubic hair, and semen that matched the Williams scene.
0: He's just leaving all sorts of stuff behind. Yeah. He's not very good. And I don't mean to say that in a romanticized kind of way. He's not very good at this, though.
1: I I really like when we say that they're not good at it. Makes he me sucked.
0: Happy. He was the worst. He sucked at this. Because they
1: think they're like the best thing ever and have this like complex, you know. But I did want to say that Karen did have a daughter and her name was Alexa. I like to say a little bit about them as people, not just victims. But the crazy part about all this is like during this time, like he would go to visit his children in Miami where they were living and he was like the typical dad. If anything, he was like happier, like because he had found a release, like the car he was driving, like that was the car that like all the kids and his ex-wife would like drive to the movies together, like
0: the station wagon.
1: No, it wasn't a station wagon, but you'll find out soon enough, actually. In a, in, a, in a couple victims. Okay. His next victim was Kimberly Hops. She was 22, found October 31st. So continuing in October was like a really like. He was really building big... up
0: for Halloween.
1: Mm hmm. Yeah.
0: Oh, this was Halloween. This was Halloween. October 31st. Duh.
1: But she wasn't killed. On October 31st, she was just found then, but her, she was found in a ditch and she was like mummified. So they really couldn't tell a whole lot. So
0: you kind of glazed over that last part a little quickly there. She was mummified?
1: Right. I think it was because she was like in like Like embalmed? Yeah. On purpose? No, just because like of where she was found. What
0: kind of ditch did they find her in? It takes, like, chemicals to mummify somebody.
1: No, I, I think sometimes just, like, the environment you can be in can create mummification.
0: What? hmm In Florida? Maybe. No way. Yeah. You leave a dead body outside in Florida for a week, and the gators and the bugs and the birds and, like, the fish that walk on the land and the mosquitoes are all... It's gone.
1: I think she must have, like, just been wedged in somewhere
0: wedged in somewhere yeah wedged in the ditch that's insane
1: so they tried to identify her but they weren't able to until much later when bobby was in custody and then they were able to figure out her identity then and she had dreams of like moving out west to texas that's really all i could find out about her
0: texas is the promised land yeah everything's bigger there did you know that
1: Bracken's from Texas, just so everyone knows. Spoiler alert. So, now gets to the good part. So, the good part? Yes. Lisa McVeigh, she was 17 years old. She had a really hard life, this lady. She was only 17, but she'd been through like many years of child abuse and she was living with her grandmother. But she actually had, her grandmother's boyfriend was sexually abusing her. She was like, just, she did not have a very good life.
0: She didn't catch a break.
1: She didn't catch a break. And she actually said, she actually had a a suicide note that she wrote that she was planning to commit suicide.
0: She just kept it on her?
1: No, she like wrote it like the day that this happened. Oh. Like the night before. She was riding her bike home after working a double shift. I'm sure he was just mad that somebody could ride a bike. He, yes, that's exactly what this is.
0: He said, look at that girl and that huffy. So she,
1: he snatched her. He was like in the bushes, snatched her off her bike. Who waits
0: Dra- in the bushes at night?
1: This guy. He knew. I'll
0: tell you who waits in the bushes at night. People who eat 7 pizza.
1: so he snatched her he brought her into his car he blindfolds her and he says like and he has a gun he's like don't scream i'm gonna kill you if you just like listen to me you'll be okay so he brings her to his house he rapes her like all night he has her hostage and She said it like he talked, he like went from like being really sweet to her to being like very violent and basically was just like such a crazy experience. Like he, there were times where he would like call her like babe, but then there were other times where he was like super violent towards her, like smacking her around and stuff. But she said the, from the moment that he kidnapped her she went into like high gear remembering every single thing that she could. So she was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna fight. I'm gonna know exactly like where we're going. She remembered like the turns. She would like peek under her blindfold and was able to see like Magnum on the dashboard and like put it to memory. Is it a car brand? It is. And even when she was in the house, there was a time where she asked to go to the bathroom. And he let her go to the bathroom by herself because she kind of, like, told him that she couldn't go to the bathroom, like, with him being there just because of, like, her abuse that she went through. So, he let her go to the bathroom by herself. And she, like, touched everything in the bathroom. So that they could come back and say like, "Oh, okay, the scroll is here." Hmm. She was super smart. Wow. She even she even like dropped like her clip like on the side of the bed where he couldn't see. Yo,
0: know, this chick is kind of smart.
1: She's so smart. I hope
0: she made something of herself.
1: She did. She's amazing.
0: She's actually the lady on SVU now. Bam bam. <laughs> She's in charge
1: he kept her for 24 hours like a little more than 24 hours
0: that's insane
1: and he ended up saying like what am i going to do with you at the end of it and she was like i could be your girlfriend like we don't have to tell anybody like how we met like she was like talking her way up she was like getting in his head like
0: yeah, she was reverse. keeping herself yeah, alive. She
1: was keeping herself alive. And so he ended up saying like, okay, like he put her in his car. Okay. Blindfolds her they again. They are going to be
0: boyfriend and girlfriend?
1: Not, not okay to that, but just like, okay, I'm not like going to murder you yet.
0: I want you to meet my mom.
1: He puts her in the car, blindfolds her and drives her to this like random place and pushes her out of the car, tells her to wait five minutes. Before she takes her blindfold off and leaves. Mm. And she's like, oh my gosh. I'm alive. I'm alive. Somehow I survived this.
0: I wasn't mummified.
1: So she runs home and she is actually like beat up by her grandma's boyfriend when she gets home. Because he is mad that she didn't come home that night.
0: What a piece of crap.
1: But then her grandma eventually is like, oh, let's call the cops.
0: First off, get the grandma's boyfriend in jail for being a piece of junk.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure what happens to him, but that would have been a good good call. Karma. I bet he
0: doesn't know how to ride a Porsche or bike either.
1: Only the best do. And he
0: hit his head a bunch. I don't know.
1: But so finally, like, they believe her. And but... A bunch of cops didn't believe her until one cop heard her story and they were like, wait a second. That sounds really familiar to what we're dealing with right now with our serial killer.
0: I know that guy. She's like, yeah, he had red interior.
1: So they collected her clothes. Mm -hmm. Like she got a rape kit and everything. And on her clothes, she had the red fibers. Mm. So, she was able to say, hey, the dashboard had the word Magnum on it. And they were like, yes, a Dodge Magnum. What does
0: a Dodge Magnum look like?
1: So, I'm pretty sure it was a red Dodge Magnum. Let's look up so, Dodge it's like a it's like a sports car.
0: Let's look it up real quick. Okay. That's what a Dodge Magnum looks like.
1: We'll post it on our Instagram.
0: Oh, yes, we will.
1: So, it's like a red sports car. Right. I wouldn't call What's it a that?
0: sports car. It's like a muscle car maybe, but okay, I'm, I'm, red not, I'm not I'm a muscle car. We're not car people. So if you're a gearhead and we're so wrong, um, I would love for you to come tell us that we're wrong by following us on Instagram, liking our photo, and gently leaving a polite comment as to how we would classify a Dodge Magnum. Yes. And then be sure to tell all of your car head gear friends how wrong we were, and then y'all can all come subscribe to the podcast on pot on Spotify, Apple, YouTube, tell us all your thoughts, and then make sure to listen to every single podcast here on out to make sure that we don't mess this up again. We'd really appreciate that. Thank you for your active service. Gearheads unite.
1: We're going to get really big in the car community. I can just see it now.
0: And we know nothing about cars.
1: So she was able to describe... Like the buildings, like as she as they would pass, like she would look under her mask and like see like there were a couple like places that she remembered, so they were able to like narrow down the area.
0: What a badass!
1: Yes, such a badass.
0: That's so, women empowerment.
1: Lisa did go on to become a police officer. Heck yes, yes.
0: I bet she learned to choke slam some mother junkas.
1: Definitely. Oh, you're beating up on your wife? Oh, And Lisa was a big part of this because she was even... Well, I'll tell you later. She was
0: a key witness.
1: Yes. And she she left her hair clip. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: And she touched everything in the bathroom.
1: Yes, she knew what she was doing. I wish I could tell you that, like, yay, they find the guy before he can murder anyone else. They
0: didn't find him after
1: that? But... He actually had a couple more victims after that while they were searching for him. Stop. Because this was like the 1980s. So it's not like they could immediately find him. If only. He strikes again. Victim number seven. Um, She also had a very violent death. She was also a sex worker on the Tampa Strip. that's all we know that's all we know there's not a lot that we know about victim number seven then there's the last victim kim swan she was enrolled in vocational school she had a son named robbie she was found with a a leash like noose which several of them had on them um and her legs were also spread open. She was severely beaten. She had rope burns on her body. They estimated that she'd been dead for a couple of days before they found her. But her death was by strangulation. Like a previous victim, she worked as a dancer at the Sly Fox Lounge on the Tampa Strip. All I'm
0: saying is, during the 80s, that place must have had a rough time finding girls to dance. I'm sure. Hi, we're recruiting dancers. Oh, where did all your other ones go? Well, half of them left and the other half were killed. Excuse me? Yeah, there's a guy with a red car. He's got a thing for our ladies. Yeah, I'm not going to work here. I'm going to go work at the Hyper Beaver.
1: <laughs> so they found the same red fibers and pubic hair matching he, the previous he just victims. Keeps
0: leaving behind the good stuff, huh? Mm hmm. He's got that god syndrome. That's what it is. He doesn't care anymore. At this point, he's been doing it however often he wanted to whomever he wanted. Yes. And he doesn't care. I love it when they get this way. I
1: feel like after they let he let Lisa go, like He's invincible. He knew that he was going to get caught eventually. No,
0: I don't think you I don't think he was in that mindset. I think for a week he thought he was going to get caught. That's my guess. Mm. A week. And he's sweating it. And then he was like, you know what? I am good at what I do. There's no one better than me. Let's go for a drive.
1: There was a point where his ex-wife, like, they were talking on the phone. And she was like, what's going on over there in Tampa? All this all this." murders happening and he was like that's what i tell you guys that you girls got to be careful when you guys go out
0: oh my gosh what a psychopath
1: yeah that dude is crazy yeah literally just cold blooded straight to i know so cold blooded
0: gotta watch out
1: so they find the dodge magnum because they were able to figure out the location and they knew more about it but they couldn't hold him on anything, so they just had to take a picture of him to show it to Lisa. She confirms, and then they arrested him. And he confer- he confesses to the rape, but denies the murders. But then they're like, hey, just letting you know, like, we have all this evidence against you, like.
0: See, you confessed to this rape, and we took a rape kit, and we found your DNA. Which also links to 14 other murders. Thank
1: you. Come again. Next. So after they explained all the evidence, he's like, "Yeah, I killed all those girls." It's gross. And he admits to killing the women. Um, and once he's arrested, they do find a couple more women. Um, they the last victim. That they find after. They find Kim. They realized was actually the first victim, that she was killed in March. So this this the killings went from March to October, or March to November.
0: So like six months.
1: Right. So she was she had hitchhiked um, from Indiana to Tampa, and they only really figure out about her. After they arrest Bobby. And her name was Artis Wick. And she's often left out of the list of victims. Just because she was found last. And not always like associated with it. And then also when he was arrested. They say hey there was this girl named Vicky Elliot. That was missing. Did you have anything to do with it? And he was like oh yeah I did. Um, and she was studying to be a paramedic and she was planning to go back home to Michigan, but she was living in Tampa for the time. They actually found an airline ticket like lying on her bed. Who is this? Uh, a victim that they found out about after he was arrested.
0: Oh, she was getting ready to leave. Right oh, she almost got away. She
1: almost got away, and she was actually known to like carry a pair of scissors with her as protection. Huh. so she accepted a ride from him. this is what he says, and that and he tried to tie her up, but she fought him off with the scissors, and that made him really mad, so he strangled her. hmm and they they found her because he drew a map to direct them. To her body. And the scissors were laying next to her body. I think this was in a time where people accepted rides from other people.
0: This was hitchhiking. Like,
1: yeah. Put your like, thumb up. Like it, it's not normal now to do that. But back then it was like fine. I
0: you get around? You got a car. Right. Take me with you. How far are you headed? I can take you to the end of the road. Oh, that'll work great. Thank you.
1: So after he was arrested, they thought that he was just going... Like the media didn't know anything they thought that he had just been arrested on one murder and then they announced that he was being tried on nine counts of first degree murder so i think that's pretty cool that they like were able to keep that hidden to like get all the evidence together Mm -hmm. it was obviously a different time nowadays there would have been somebody who was like on the inside feeding all the information to the news Mm -hmm. but he was sentenced to death And he was actually the last person to be executed in Florida, and he waited 34 years on death row. Yes. He had no last words, like when they said, like, hey, do you have any last words? No, he didn't have any last words. There were many victims there for his execution, including Lisa, who was one of the survivors and a lot of other survivors from the rapes, and then the family of the murder victims. His ex-wife and children did not attend. His last meal was roast beef, bacon, and fries.
0: What? Hold on. Roast beef, bacon, and fries. doesn't sound very good.
1: I'm not sure who made the roast beef. Oh, he beef. went to Arby's. That does sound he like Arby's. He was thinking
0: Arby's. We got the meats.
1: Now we know who goes to Arby's.
0: No, no. <laughs> we got to be kinder to these people. 7-Eleven, I'm sorry. I'm sure a lot of people eat your pizza. But if you don't, you know, if you eat 7-Eleven pizza and you happen to be hiding in bushes with a bunch of head injuries, you're probably a serial killer. <laughs> so
1: Too bad he didn't have a 7-Eleven pizza as his last meal.
0: Oh, that would been great.
1: But people aren't... <laughs> People are not executed in Florida anymore. Like he was literally the last person.
0: They made an exception for him.
1: They actually like signed the like document to no longer execute people like days after his death.
0: Well, you know what? I don't know. I don't really feel bad for the guy.
1: No, he murdered. So I I think it was ten people that he murdered, even though he was only tried for nine. I'm not exactly sure which victim. The
0: tenth one or something. Yeah,
1: there was one that they couldn't prove, but. It doesn't matter. He got put to death from his nine. So, thank you to Monster and My Family TV show, Fox 13 News, Wikipedia, uh, Tampa Bay Times, and True Crime XL blog for all, all of the information that we got on this episode. But moving
0: past that guy, on a, a little bit of a happier note, you know. Quarantine's almost over in some parts of the country. In other parts, they're still doing it, so... You know what? If you are continue, if you just got word that you're getting locked down for three more months, subscribe to the podcast. Hopefully, we can bring you a little bit of smile with our funny jib-jab, whatever thing that we're doing here in our living room in Florida. Uh, subscribe. Tune in. But uh, if you're stuck at home, if you can do a couple things, right? You can work from home. If you get to work from home, that's awesome. What's that like? I used to work from home. It was great. You could... Uh, paint, paint the walls, you know, which sounds great until like you're halfway done and tired and high as a kite because the paint fumes or you could do what like 85 million people right now are doing in the world. And that's binge watching TV shows and movies on the internet. Is there like a show Ariel? What, what did you you got? Like we got like a couple weeks left here in Florida before they like kind of start opening stuff. What are you going to be watching?
1: So there are two things on Netflix that I have my eyes on. The first one is trial by media, which I think is like so interesting. So it talks about how the media affects cases. But the big one is the disappearance of Madeline McCann. And she is a little girl. She's three years old and she disappears while the family is on vacation in Portugal. And so it's a whole series about that. So they still don't know what happened to her. They don't know if the family's involved. They don't know if she was taken by sex trafficking or something like that. So there's lots of different facets to that one, which I've always been very curious about. I've done some reading about it, but I'm excited to watch it.
0: Sounds amazing. Where are those on?
1: Netflix. Both of them. Mm-hmm.
0: All right. Hey, Netflix, you want to sponsor us? We'll promote people to subscribe to you. But uh, in the meantime, go watch it on Netflix.
1: Thanks everyone for listening. We have been so thankful for all of the support. It really over, has been a lot of fun. Yeah. Can't wait to bring you more episodes. Make sure to subscribe and write a review and let us know what murder we should cover.
0: Yes. DM us on Instagram or subscribe, follow, and then leave a comment. Your favorite murder. We would love to do a fan submitted murder before the end of 2020. Get to the point where we have enough fans that where they're like, hey, this is what we want to hear. And then we can look into it and talk about it. Perfect. Thanks for listening. I'm Bracken.
1: And I'm Arielle.
0: And this is is Murder Murder Radio. Radio.
1: I'm
0: hungry for roast beef now.